All right, let's dive in here real quick. I want to go kind of quickly. Curses. We've been talking about curses over the last two weeks. We've been talking about curses and blessings and how even today the words spoken out of our mouths or out of others' mouths, spoken by God or by a person speaking on behalf of God or some authority or some spiritual authority or some satanic uh, word being spoken out, there is power in our words. And we're, what we've been looking at is trying to define curses, trying to see where they may come. Uh, curses have a cause. They're going to stick to something. So what we've got to realize is some things in our life, what are we battling with? Is it a curse? That's really the whole intention of this series is to be able to say, in your life, are you dealing with some demonic or some type of curse that's been spoken over your life? You'll be surprised um, that there's a good chance at some point something has gotten attached to you that you need to get off. Amen? All right, today we're going to look at curses spoken by man on behalf of God. And I think I kind of closed last week there, but Joshua 6. Joshua 6, the Israelites had taken and destroyed the city of Jericho. Now, do you remember that? They had walked around and walked around quietly, quietly. Then all of a sudden, the last day they went around it seven times, they blew the trumpet and they yelled. Let me tell you, sometimes you need to yell. Sometimes you need to pray and fast and walk around that thing and walk around that thing and give it to God and give it to God. Then at the end, you just release your faith. Let the walls of Jericho come down in Jesus' name. And you know what? When you engage God, when God is engaged with you, those walls are going to come down. So Josh, that's not what I'm preaching on, though. Joshua, uh, Joshua chapter 6, 20, verse 26. Then Joshua made them take an oath at that time, saying, Cursed Cursed before the Lord is the man who rises up and builds this city, Jericho. With the loss of his firstborn, he shall lay its foundation. And with the loss of its youngest son, shall he set up its gates. Now, if, if, if you've got your Bibles out and you want to turn with me, I'm going to give a ton of scriptures tonight, like I did the last two weeks. First Kings 16, we're going to see this curse fulfilled. Uh, but the, you, you're going to see that this curse goes on through history. At any point in history, when anybody tries to rebuild Jericho, this is what will happen. Now, if you look in 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 34, just read along with me. In his days, Hal the Bethelite built Jericho, laid its foundations with the loss of Abram, his first son, and set up its gates with the loss of his youngest son, Segub. Now, is that just coincidence? Can I tell you, I don't even like that word. There's not coincidence. There's a reason. Right here, that curse is fulfilled according to the word of the Lord, which was spoke by Joshua, the son of Nun. There's, we saw the curse, and then we saw the outworking. What was the reason? Rebuilding something that God had torn down. Rebuilding something that God had done a miracle to tear down. Second Samuel chapter 3 verse 28. And this is a pretty this is a pretty scary curse that David pronounced on Joab, who was his commander in chief. Abner, the commander of Saul's army, was to be promoted above Joab by David, and I believe it was probably a political move. Joab decided that this wasn't going to happen. So if you've read this story, Joab goes and invites Abner to this friendly conversation. Hey, let's go over here and have a cup of coffee. Let's meet at Starbucks. 
And uh, Joab pulled out his sword and killed him. When David heard about it, David immediately disclaimed any responsibility. He knew that if he didn't, that the curse would come on him and his household and his kingdom. And it was immediate. He was very immediate and careful to disclaim it. I want to encourage you right here as I'm just at this point. When you see a problem, a spiritual problem in your life, be immediate. Deal with it immediately. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until next week. Don't hope it will go away. No, the Lord has given us the tools and the weapons to have victory now. Don't wait. Go and attack. Go and attack. I think, I think that when we see the enemy and we can identify the enemy, we should be exactly like David. Go and get some stones and don't look for somebody else to take care of that giant. You go take care of it. The problem is we, we're like the children of Israel hiding behind the rocks, staring at the giant and talking about it and yelling at it and throwing a stick at it and hoping and praying it'll go away. The Lord says, wait a minute, I've paid every price for you to be able to handle this, but you've got to go and release your faith. God is pleased by faith. So David heard about it. He wanted to push himself away from it. 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 28. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are innocent before the Lord forever of the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. May it fall on the head of Joab and on all his father's house. I think that David could sense that a curse was here. And he diverted it. He didn't stop it. He got away from it. But listen to the curse. Verse 29. And may there not fail from the house of Joab one who has a discharge or one who is a leper or who takes hold of a distaff or who falls by the sword or who lacks bread. Man, I'd want to be away from that one too. Forever. Notice all these things. Discharge, which would be like a sore. A leper, a crippled, dies a violent death. One who lacks bread. Can you see the thinking of David? David could see the curse coming, but he said, let me divert it and keep it out of my house because I am innocent. Psalm 109, there's a prophetic curse pronounced on Judas Iscariot. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read just about the whole psalm. Because this is a messianic psalm. Verse 3. They have also surrounded me with the words of hatred and fought against me without cause. In return for my love, they act as my accusers. But I am in prayer. Thus they have repaid me evil for good and hatred for my love. We can see here a source of a curse is repaying evil for good. Well, Here comes the prophetic curse over Judas. Verse 6. Appoint a wicked man over him, and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him come forth guilty, and let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few, 
let another take his office. And this was again quoted by Peter in Acts chapter 1 verse 20 when they found the successor uh, for Judas. Verse uh, 9 and 10. Psalm 109 verse 9 and 10. Let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. Let his children wander about and beg and let them seek sustenance, sustenance far from their ruined homes. And you know, this became true because the Roman army destroyed the entire area. Next verse, let the creditor seize all that he has. Let the strangers plunder the product of his labor. Let there be none to extend loving kindness to him, nor any gracious, nor any to be gracious to the, his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off. In a following generation, let their name be blotted out. Proverbs 17, 13 says, He who returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. Can you think of any prominent families in history that seemed that evil would not depart from their house? Um, I can, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it. Um, I think you can probably see some families from years ago in politics that have had curses on their family. Um, again, I want to kind of backtrack just a moment. My intention again is if you have a history of cancer in your life, if you have a history of heart disease, if you have a history of bipolar, if you have a history of... Um, I've said this over and over, dad's dying at 51, and that other dad, your, your grandfather died at 51, and his grandfather died at 51. Let me tell you, there is something wrong. And I'm here to tell you, we need to break that, and you're not going to die at 51. There, there, something has gotten off track, and we need to get it back on track. Uh, Mental illness, depression, um, you name it. And let me tell you, we have, everybody has history. Everybody has family history. And we don't need to just say it's just by some coincidence. I hope it doesn't happen to me. Okay, good. Thank you. Sometimes I, I, I stand up here. I can't tell you what, a, what goes through my mind. You know, you start thinking... Man, they think I'm some kook up here talking about curses and, you know, he's, he's man, he's hell, fire, and damnation and uh, he, everything's bad and everything's bad and uh, curses, curses. No, we're under the, the Jesus became the curse. Yes, he did. The table is set before us, but we've got to eat. God has made every provision for us. You know, what I, want to attack, what I want to attack the whole thing of it's all done, we don't have to do anything, we can just walk the rest of our life. Why does it say put on the whole armor of God? If everything's done and we don't have to worry about anything, then why do we need to put on armor? Do we all agree we need to put on armor? But Jesus has paid the price for us, right? Price has been paid, but we still have a part to, to play. Unfortunately, the enemy's still standing at my door. Trying to get in. And I'm praying, Lord, run him off. And the Lord's saying, get in my word. My word will show you how to run him off. I'm going to run him off through you. 
Let the tribe of Judah be released in your household. You'll show up and it'll be dead. You know what the tribe of Judah is? You know what Judah means? Anybody know what that word means? Praise. Turn on some praise and worship music and praise the Lord for a minute. That enemy's going to be dead outside. Going to be gone. There is something that happens when you praise the Lord. Amen. Nothing like, nothing like a mama encouragement. There's nothing like it. Amen. When, when, I, I'm getting off track here, but I can't help it. When you have a spirit of heaviness, there is an answer to that. When depression wants to come on you, even if we, if we by, bypass for just a moment that there may be a curse on your life and on your family, there is a way to get the depression off of you immediately. Now, it may want to come back. We need to do, we need to get the root, but at the moment, put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Let me tell you, depression cannot live in, in someone praising the Lord. It may take a little bit extra praising, but it will eventually leave. It's better than any pill you could take. I'm not telling you not to take your medication. I'm telling you to praise the Lord. Take your medication. See your doctors. They will help you. I know many spirit-filled doctors. Praise God for them. But don't forget, amen. Don't forget, praise the Lord. I'm driving with my little five-year-old who I, like an idiot, put on a motorcycle with a loose helmet. And, of course, she had a wreck. Busted her head wide open. I mean, I'm sitting there holding her. She's screaming, Daddy, and I'm running behind her trying to grab her, and I can't grab her. She just grabs hold, and it's, it's a handlebar. Y'all have heard my story. She just locked up. If anybody's ever learned to ride a motorcycle, you know what that feels like. You, you want to let go, but you can't let go. If you let go, you're going to fall off, so you're not going to let go. And she's screaming, Daddy. And I'm screaming, Jesus. I would have pulled her off by her hair. I would have pulled every hair out of her head in order to get her off that motorcycle, but I couldn't get her. If you can just imagine, I was right behind her. She goes over the hill. I hear the motorcycle wide open, and there she is, her face Road rash, face busted wide open. We're taking her to the hospital, and all I can say is, God, this is a chance for you to show me how great you are. That was the only prayer I could come up with, because it was all my fault. And here you are. And Lord, if I ever needed you, I need you now. But that was the only thing I had to offer. And do you know what that did? We got there and there was nothing wrong. Now she had to heal. There was, there was damage. She had to heal. But nothing was wrong. No brain damage, no permanent damage, nothing. And I believe that that enemy was standing there waiting to take her. And instead of me trying to do whatever I could do, what, what am I going to do? I had nothing to do. It was a perfect position for me to completely rely on God. And you know what? He did a miracle. And here we sit, and I've just gotten off track, and that's just going to have to be okay. 
here you sit and you're struggling and you know you may have some history here. Man, it is time to start praising the Lord and to start renouncing those things. Maybe it's witchcraft. I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things, again, is witchcraft. And I can't even get into it tonight. It's witchcraft. Have you, let me just ask you this and don't answer. This is rhetorical. It's not rhetorical. It's for you to apply it. Just don't answer. Have you ever been a part of anything that has to do with witchcraft? Ouija boards? Um, I will tell you, uh, seances, let's go a little bit deeper. Um, what's it called when you read in the paper and look? Horoscopes. Seeking direction from something other than God. Now, I may have just offended somebody. Well, get over it. Satan wants you to get offended so you'll hang on to it. I want you to get free of it. And if you have, you need to sit down and you need to get out the word and you need to get together and hold hands with your spouse and pray and ask for forgiveness from that. In the name of Jesus, forgive me for any witchcraft that has been dealt with in my life. And Lord, I ask you that if it's been done in my parents' life and my wife's parents' life and their parents' life, Lord, in Jesus' name, break that curse on my family's life. I will tell you again, I say this every time I talk about witchcraft. I have done it. But I'm not under that curse. The second I figured out I needed to get out from under it, what did I do? I got out from under it. I didn't wait. I, I can't afford to wait. There's too much at risk. Is there, is there something lurking in your past with maybe drug addiction or with, again, uh, some type of, maybe it's freak accidents. We just read that, that you would die violently. Maybe there's freak accidents in your family. Well, somebody recognize that that is not a part of your covenant and something is in your, in your backyard parked and needs to go. Jesus cursed the fig tree. Do you remember? He looked at that tree and said, why don't you have any fruit? Be cursed. You won't bear fruit anymore. 24 hours later, they come back and it's wilted up. There is power in what we say. God has arranged the universe that way in the things that is said out of our mouths. I'm going to give you two more scriptures, and I'm going to just, I'll go ahead and close. Jacob, in Genesis chapter 30, verse 31, Jacob had taken off to leave his lo- uncle Laban. Now, I want you to catch this. Do you remember he had left? He had, his, Laban had done him wrong over and over and over, and Jacob stayed there and worked and did his, made, his, made Laban's business flourish. God was with Jacob. And finally, Jacob said, I've had it. Ladies, grab your stuff. We're leaving. And he ran out. Laban didn't know he was leaving. He just ran out. Why? Because Laban had changed the rules on him over and over and over. Y'all know the story, right? Well, Rachel goes and she steals an idol, a family idol. So they get a couple days away and here comes Laban. Whoa, 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 where are you going with my grandkids? Where are you going with my girls? Come back. Let's, let's spend some more time. But wait a minute, somebody stole something. And do you remember what Jacob said? Look, look real, right here real quick. Verse, chapter 31, verse 30. 
And now you've indeed gone away and you've long, because you've longed greatly for your father's house. This is Laban talking. Why did you steal my gods? Then Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, Lest you would take your daughters from me by force. Verse 32. The one with whom you find your gods shall not live. In the presence of our kinsmen, point out what is yours among my belongings and take it for yourself. Now, what, we don't, what Jacob doesn't realize is that he is pronouncing a curse on whoever's t- taken it. And he thinks none of his people have taken it. But it doesn't matter. The curse has been spoken. Something that's very effective here is that Jacob is the husband of Rachel and he has spiritual authority over Rachel. So now his words really have meaning toward Rachel. Are y'all with me? Genesis 35, verse 16. Then they journeyed for Bethel and when... uh, Now, if you know, Laban searched for it and Rachel hid it. Uh, Verse 16... 35, 16, they journeyed from Bethel, and when he was still there for some distance to go from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth, and she suffered severe labor. And it came about when she was in severe labor that the midwife said to her, don't fear, for you have another son. And it came about as her soul was departing, she died, and they named him Benjamin. That was that curse being fulfilled, her dying, giving birth at that time. You have got to be careful what you are saying And if someone in an authority position has spoken something over you, that needs to be broken. Someone with authority speaks over you. Let me tell you, you've got to war to not let that attach to you. How many of you, don't raise your hand, have had something spoken over you? Someone that should have been speaking good but spoke evil. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was a pastor. Maybe it was a Sunday school teacher. I don't know. And it's affected you your whole life. Why? Because the power of words is real. It's the way the kingdom is set up. It's why it's so important what comes out of our mouth. I hope you're receiving from this because I believe that God is wanting to give you real breakthrough real breakthrough we all stand up with me and I'll let me pray over you father in the name of jesus let your word come to have root in our heart take root in our heart lord let your word take root in our heart. Let us abide in your word. Lord, let us be connected to the vine and you abide in us, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, abide in our hearts. I just ask you right now with everyone that's just here tonight with us, Father, shine light in those dark places that maybe we don't know what's going on. Bring it to light, Lord. Lord, just let the light bulb go on in our spirit tonight, Lord, and identify maybe where where a curse may have landed. Maybe it's um, a spirit of poverty. Maybe no matter what you do, you do, you tithe, you do everything right, you 
work hard, you're, you're good with your money, but you just cannot make it work. And your parents were the same way. Lord, I just, I just right now, Lord, I ask you to identify the enemy. And Lord, we just plead the blood of Jesus right now. I just ask you that, that each person here would just out of their own mouth just rebuke that curse. Lord, we just bind that curse. And Lord, we just loose um, Lord, we just loose your power. We just loose freedom. Lord, we loose um, a spirit of abundance. Um, we just proclaim your word, Jesus, that you came to be the curse. And we just receive that right now. And Lord, if it's witchcraft, we just ask your forgiveness. We just ask your forgiveness for meddling in the demonic, in demonic activity. Lord, I thank you that it, it, it doesn't really matter our, our method. It really just matters our heart. Sometimes our methods may be wrong, but our hearts, Lord, you look at our heart. And you have grace on method, Lord, but you want to change our heart. Lord, help us get this right. Help us get free. I just pray that Church on the Hill would be a, ch a church that is free. That we have, we're full of your spirit. Lord, that we desire to do your word. But Lord, if there is something that's got the, a chain that's wrapped around us, Lord, identify that chain and we just... We're just going to apply the word of God in faith and break that chain in Jesus' name. Break that chain in Jesus' name. Tonight, Lord, we don't have to wait any longer. Tonight, Lord, chains be broken. Tammy, what is that song? Can you sing it right where you're at? You may not remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you do it again? Can you all find the words to that? Blake, we'll close with that. Tammy, do it again for me. They got it. Let's be broken. Lives be healed. Eyes be open. Christ is revealed. It's funny, that's just what I was praying. That the chains would be broken. Lord, that you would be revealed in our life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Let's just, just for a moment, let's just praise the Lord. We just praise you, Lord. We just release the tribe of Judah over our life right now, over our children, over our church. We just praise you. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. Church, all I know to do is to sing, and y'all know what I always sing right here. Let's just do this, if y'all remember it. Um, um, you are holy, wonderful, 
marvelous, glorious, omnipotent, righteous and mighty. Lord, we praise you, we lift you up, we magnify, we glorify, we exalt you, we extol you. Oh, I messed it up. Hallelujah. Bring it up for us. Lift up holy hands. Hang on just a second and I'll get it right. God, he looks at my heart. He doesn't care if I get my lyrics wrong. Let's try it again. One, two, three. Holy, wonderful, marvelous, glorious, omnipotent, righteous, and mighty. Lord, we praise you, we lift you up, we magnify, we glorify, we exalt you, we extol you, we adore you, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord, that a spirit of depression is, is being released, is being, is being ran off right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that a, that a spirit of infirmity is being released and being, 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 uh, that chain is being broken and being run off right now in Jesus' name. A spirit of poverty is fleeing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that cancer is fleeing right now, Lord. That back pain is fleeing right now, Lord. That uh, arthritis is fleeing right now, Lord. Nothing can stand in the presence of the Lord. None of this can stand. What is it that you're facing? Shout it out. The bipolar is being ran off right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. That heart disease, that a spirit of addiction is being ran off right now, Lord. That a, that a divorce spirit is being ran off right now, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Freedom, Lord. Freedom, Lord. Freedom, Lord. Give us freedom, Lord. Give us freedom, Lord. Give us freedom, Lord. Blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be exalted in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great night.